This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. We left off at the bottom of Mbeiz Amaral, Tanur Avon, three lines from the bottom. Nishpis, if the wife was taken captive, and the captors are looking to get even ten times her worth, says the Tanakhama, the first time the Chacham make you do that, the husband. That's his obligation, even up to ten times, even ten times worth. After that, you only have an obligation to do it once. You have to be if you want, you can be paid there. If you don't want, you don't have, you don't have to. You never have to be paid a, a shruya more than the amount. And they tick an oilam because of tick an oilam. The child's even if you're allowed. Because that's going to be says Rashi they shouldn't get used to asking tons of money for a ransom. But it sounds like from Rabbi Shimon that you don't have to pay more. But the amount of her worth you have to. Even though the the redemption is more than the amount you have, your connect your your shibudim to her for the ksuba. In fact, tomorrow, Mini, I'll ask you a stira. We learned in a second, Brisa, Nishbis, the, the time comes similar. Nishbis, if she got taken captive, and they're asking up to 10 times the Ksuba, the first time you have to be paid, after that, if you want, you can be paid, if, if you don't want, you don't have to. If the ransom. A request is the amount of her ksuba or less paida. You have to do it. That's your obligation to her. But if it's more than the ksuba, you don't have to be paida. So it sounds like you don't have to be paida more than the ksuba, even if it is the amount that she's worth. Let's say she's worth 250 zuz. The ksuba is only 200 zuz. You don't have to do it, it sounds like. But the first price, it sounds like you don't have to pay more than a worth, but there are worth you have to pay. And they both have to be fulfilled in order for you to have to redeem her. That he holds both kulis. You can't be more than her worth, and it can't be more than the ksuba. If any of them don't is not fulfilled, you don't have to redeem her. So if she got sick, you have to be marapa, or you have to pay for her bills, medical bills. We learned in a brisa that Amana gets fed from the Nechasim of the assignment. And yeah, the assignment also have to pay for her Rafua. If she needs Rafua, that's like the Mazaymas. So therefore, it goes Minechsi that's the Tanakhama. Shimmel Olim Rabbi Shimmel says, slow down. It depends what type. Refua Shiyeshle Kitzvah. If it's a Refua that has a set amount, so then Nisrapas Miksubasa. Then, it, since he's assuming that if it's a set amount, it's not something that is um, like Mizoyim, it's not something that's necessary for her to live. It's not life uh, uh, important. It's just that uh, it's something that has a kid, so she needs a Tylenol, she needs a whatever, or even something more serious. But if it's a set thing that she doesn't need to go on, then it's Shapas Miksuba. So that has to come out of her bank account, out of her Ksuba. If the husband would be around, of course, he would have to be Mechuyev to pay for it. But now that the Yarshim 
are paying for it. It comes out of her ksuba. Shein lekitzva, if it's not a set amount, it's just recurring, that she needs it just for her basic living, harikim mezaynas, then it goes to the regular dinner mezaynas. Am Rabbi Yechina, says Rabbi Yechina, also akos estam beretzol, kurufu ashein lekitzva. Outside of Eretz Yisrael, Hakazistam wasn't taken as seriously, but in Eretz Yisrael, they Hakazistam letting a blood. They were so serious about it; it was kurafu shein lekitzva. It had no set amount. They used to do it upset, not obsessively, but they took a lot very seriously. So they looked at it as mamish vital. Kurafu um, shein lekitzva. So therefore. That would come out of the like the mezainus out of the yarshim, not out of the ksuba. In only in Eretz Yisrael, Abba, the relatives of Rabbi Yechon had the wife of their father, the Rafua, She needed Rafua kol yuma every day, and they were it was uh, draining their bank account. Also, they came in front of their relative Rabbi Yechon, the rabbi. To see how they could uh, get around this, Amaluhu, you know, could you give us an etza how to get around this. Amaluhu said to them, "Yazilu kutsulo midi Go to a doctor and get him to give you a set amount where it's a set amount where instead of you just draining your bank again and becomes it goes under the category of ainly kitzva. See if he could work out a regiment where it has a kitzvah. Say after a certain amount, you'd be able to stop." And you get yourself a doctor's note that it has a scythe, and then you're good to go. Then it goes into English, then it goes in for, then it goes from her ksuba, you're good to go. Uh, and that that was Rabbi Yechanan's Eitzah, and it was a, obviously an Emesa Eitzah, it's coming from Rabbi Yechanan. But still, I'm Rabbi Yechanan. Rabbi Yechanan had charot after that. He said, Osinu atzmenu ka'arche adiyan. He said that we made ourselves like those that are arranged dayanim, which is not appropriate, says Rashi, ka'orche dayanim, someone that, you know, that pushes the buttons of dayanim, oyev echad mi bali dinim, that he loves, he has a relationship with one of the two sides of the bali dinim. And then he tries to handle with the dayanim, and he helps, he, he, he um, arranges means literally, but he he works out, he handles with the dayan, l'schusai, mikri archa dayan, that's called archa dayanim, someone that arranges dayanim, he deals with the dayanim, he, he handles with them in order to push the din, not like that. And that's not something that's appropriate. And therefore he had charati, he said, we made ourselves like this Gemara is on Pevava Medala. That's where this Gemara is. So let's see. Let's follow along. So why did he do it in the first place? What did he think at the beginning? At the beginning he felt that he was fulfilling the Pasuk in Yeshaya in Yeshaya to Salem, you shouldn't overlook, ignore your relatives. And that was Taka right. But at the end, Savari held Adam Chashiv Shain. He realized that Adam Chashiv is going to be different, like Rashi says on Pei Vavim and Alev, um, by the first small line, he says, Adam Chashiv Shain, Yofisha, Lamei Demei Menu, people are going to learn from them. 
And then what's wrong with that? And once they learn from that, they're going to start doing it not for the Kraven. That's already Archa that you're not supposed to do. For Dayanim, for, for relatives, if it's someone that's not a, a Adam Chashev, he did the, that's the way he should do. He should try to help his relative, as long as it was in the appropriate way. Now, Shengen is with the Adam Chashev, he shouldn't be doing that. Now, obviously, he's allowed to tell them the halacha, but he shouldn't try to finagle a way to get to get it the same way that Rabbi Yochanan did, to try to get them a way to, to get the din in their favor. If everything is the same, and he just explains them why the halacha is like, and that would be okay. Dr. Mishnah, like Kassel we mentioned in the past, a few shirim ago, about about Subas that basically when a father would want his daughter to get married, so he would want to give, the husband gives the Ksuba, and any Tesefes Ksuba in addition, and the father wants people to marry their daughter, so they he brings also things into the marriage. His, he'll, he'll give her sometimes metaltolin, he'll give her karka, he'll give her family things that come from her family, he'll give to his daughter so that someone will want to marry her. Every case is different, but the what happened was is that Midai Raisa, if the, if the daughter, this lady, dies, so now all those family heirlooms and property that came from her father now go to her husband. And then if her husband dies, if he had other wives, any of his kids, all of his kids are going to yarshin those family, that family property from this, from the original shver that he wanted, that he brought in in order for his daughter to get married. Now that's going to come out that the shver is not going to want to give the money in the first place, the father-in-law. Because he's going to say, wait a second, I'm giving all this stuff. Then he has a different wife and with kids and everyone's going to share if my daughter dies first, everyone's going to share that property. I'm, I'm not feeding, I'm not giving my property to other people. Not only that, if even if they, even if he's okay with them yarshning it equally, what happens is, is that maybe his grandchildren, he'll only have two grandchildren. And from the other wife, there's going to be 10 grandchildren. So they're going to get a much bigger chalik. So because of this, he wouldn't want to give the property. And then it would be harder for the daughters to get married. So the chazal, set up something called Ksubas Benindichrin, where in the Ksubas that they would, the husband would write that any property that came in from his, that wife's father, that property would, if the wife would die, that would be Meshubah to go to the kids from that marriage. Not only that, in the Ksubas Benindichrin, the Ksuba goes to those kids and the Taisabas Ksuba goes to those kids. Which the Gemara is going to ask, why should that be? But we'll see that. Now, let's say he didn't write that in the Ksuba. He didn't write in the Ksuba, the male children, that you have from me, the husband writes in the Ksuba. They will inherit the Kesef of the Ksuba, more than the everything else. In other words, all the children from all the marriage will split the bulk of the estate, but they'll get more than that amount. They'll get whatever 
your father sent into the marriage, the Machurim, more than the chilek of the rest of the brothers from other marriages. If he didn't write it, Chayv, he's going to be Chayv, Shu Tanai Bezin, because it's a Tanai Bezin. Not only that, there's another Tanai Bezin, that he writes that what about the girls that they have together? The girls, once the mother dies, that she wants to know that her daughters, before they get married, or the, before they become a Begeres, that they're going to have something to eat. So there's a Tanai Ksuba that he writes in the Ksuba, Benin Noikfin, that the female uh, uh, children, the daughters, the Yavin Lechiminoi, that you have from me, Yavin Yasmin Babesi, they should sit in my house after, if you die, Umitzin Minichasai, and they'll, I'm sorry, after he dies, I'm sorry, after he dies, that he says, after he dies, now the property is going to fall to the other children, they're going to Yarshin, what's going to be with the daughters, and how are they going to have food? So there's a Tanakh Suba that they'll they'll eat in a chassai from my from my state until they're taken to husbands. So let's say he didn't write it, says the Mishnah. Right? If he didn't write it, Chayiv he's gonna be Chayiv Shu Tanai Bezin, because it's Tanai Bezin. Next, what about the woman herself? The husband dies. What happens to his wife? There's another tonight, You will sit in my house once I die and eat and be sustained from my All the rest of your days, the leftover days of your being an Amana until you remarry. In my house. Let's say he didn't write a chayv, he's chayv shu tonai bezin. Kach o'yanche yushalayim gaisen. That's how the yushalayim dika yidin used to write it in the ksuba. Right? Anche golo, are you gaising anche yushalayim? Anche golo would write it like the anche yushalayim, they would write uh, uh, that kol yimei mega almanasayach, that she, the almanah will get fed forever until she gets remarried. Anche Yehuda, they were a little... Uh, they were not so happy about that. Oh, you Kaisen, they used to write in the Ksuba, that the husband will write to his wife, once he dies, she will get fed from the Yarshim until they give her a Ksuba. At that point, she's out. So they that they used to write. Therefore, the people of Yishalayim, they are allowed to they imratsu if they wanted Yarshim Noisum Kosubasaif. The Yarshim would give her the Ksuba since that's how they wrote it. They would they if they wanted they would give her the Ksuba and they would patter themselves from her. Frekta why are you repeating that? You just said that the Anshi Huda would write in the Ksuba that they would if they want they could give the Ksuba. So what's the Lafikah? Lafikah so if they want to give the Ksuba they could. Yeah that's what you just said. So the 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 Shita explains that that just means let's say the Anshi Yehuda forgot to write it in the Ksuba since that was the Minigamokim Lafichach even if they didn't write it it continues with the rest of the Mishnah Lafichach even if they didn't write it in Ratzu Yarshim Nisalik Sosayik but sorry they could still follow it Amar Rabbi Yechon Mishum Rabbi Shimon Bayechai Rabbi Yechon and said in the name Rabbi Shimon Bayechai name as Kinu Ksuba Svin and Nechrin Why did they Why were they Misakin the Ksuba of the, the male sons, that, they'll, that the grand, 
that the grandsons will yarshin their mother, Adam, so that people will jump, that the shver, that the father will write, give property to their daughter, just like he gives to his sons, so that she will easily get married. Wait a second. That means that the, the Rabbanon set up that any property that comes in from a father-in-law goes to his grandsons. But is that appropriate? Really, that should go to all the sons, even from other marriages. Is that the right thing to do to set up that property that would otherwise go to all the sons of all the marriages now only go to that one family when it goes to everyone? Is there something? Is that appropriate? The Rachmana Omar, that the Rachmana, that the Torah says, Bra Lirus, Bartelarius, that the sons Yarshin, that the daughters don't Yarshin, and the Rabbanon come Musakni, and they're Musakni, the Teres Barta. Then now the daughter is going to Yarshin, meaning that the sons of the daughter are going to Yarshin. Lugarashi. The Tikkun, the Teres Barta, they should be Musakni. That the daughter should yarshin, Rashi says it differently. That you're setting up a system where the shver, the father-in-law, is going to give property to his daughter and in effect be taking away the Yerusha of his sons. That's what it means. Not, not, the, not the grandsons, but he's taking away the Yerusha of the sons because we're, we're inspiring them, we're motivating him to give the character to his daughter. Is that right? I mean, halachically, it's okay. But is that what we should be doing? No, this is a mandated, a dairaisa mandated, uh, positive thing to do. It, the Torah also agrees, likes it. Because it says in the Pasuk in Yermiah, Take women, and have sons and daughters. Take for your sons' wives, and your daughters give to Husbands. So says more like this. Wait a second. You could give your sons two daughters. Says Bonim Take for your sons' daughters. So It's in your hands to take daughters for them, because that's the system. You take wives for your sons. They they had the upper hand. Elabante Mi Kaimi the daughters, is it in your hand that says, give your daughters to men, to the husbands? That's up to them if they want to marry your daughters. How do you do that? Says the Gemara, so we see from, the, from this passage in Yermia that there's a that there's a will of the Torah. It might not be a dairais, it's the will, it's a different Nevi'im, but Kamashman, the Nilbasha, the Nichsei, the Nichsa, the Nesavla, Midi, that you should clothe her, the nifsa, and give her property, and give her things, so that people should jump and want to marry her, and they'll come to marry her. So therefore, it's okay. How much of a property should the father give to his daughter? Up to a tenth of his property. That's very nice that the, that the father-in-law he wants to make sure that his grandchildren are going to get his property. But what about the Ksuba? Why did they also 
institute that the ksuba goes to the grandsons, the 200 ksubas, and any taisus ksuba, right? Let's say to this daughter, he gave an extra 200 ksubas, and that is 400 ksubas. So that goes to the, the sons from this marriage. Why? What do we care about that? That should go equally to all the grandchildren, of all the grandsons of all the marriages, right? We should say that the Av's property gets inherited by his grandsons, but the Baal's, but the husband's ksuba, now that the wife died, it should go back to the husband. And for the Gemara, if the Av sees, if the Shvar sees that he, that the ksuba and the Taisis ksuba is all, that the husband's being stingy and now giving it to all the children, oh, you don't want to give your property to my grandsons. You don't want to fulfill the ksuba and the tesis of my grandsons. I'm not going to give property either when they get married for my daughter to get and give to my grandsons. Why should I even be the one? You want everything to be exactly the same, so I'm not going to give either. <clears throat> Why don't we say Why don't we say <clears throat> That the only time you have to give the ksuba and the taisa suba is when the father-in-law also gives. But when the father-in-law doesn't give, even though most of the time he does, but sometimes they don't, if he doesn't have the means. So in such a case, he shouldn't have to give the ksuba and the taisa suba to just these these kids of this wife. And for the leilich baal, right? Hechad b'loikas v'av leilich baal. Then the father, then the baal, then the husband also shouldn't have to get right off the ksuba and the taisa ksuba. And from our leg the Rabbanon didn't differentiate with that because since most of the time, Rashi explains, because since most of the time the father-in-law does send the money, <clears throat> the Rabbanon didn't differentiate. Now let's say that the, the, instead of, there were no grandsons from this father-in-law. So since the whole point is that he wants his Nadunya to go to his grandchildren, so where there's no sons from this marriage and only grand, and only daughters, right, and the sons from other marriages, this, this daughter or the daughters, wherever many there are, should take the ksuba from the mother to Yash and the Nadunya that the grandfather gave. So why is it only Benin Dichrin, the male, so the sons? Why only the sons? Because the way it was instituted, and for whatever reason they had it, they did it specifically like that, is that it was done like a Yerusha. And since it was done like a Yerusha, like it says, if you look at the Ksuba, in the Lushan, if you look in the mission, it says, Inun Yarsun you should Yarshan. They'll yarshin. The sons will yarshin. So it's done as Yerusha, and a daughter doesn't yarshin when there's sons. Kenachli They made it like a Yerusha. Okay, fine. Very good. So what happens when it's all daughters? So then, if there's a daughter from this one, from this, and there's other daughters from other ones, where they would split the Yerusha equally, you should make a special Yerusha within the dunya from the grandfather to this girl, right? <clears throat> you just got, because there they are yarshin, right? Where they're yarshin, they should yarshin. 
And for the Mara Lei Plug Rabbanon, the Rabbanon didn't make a differentiation and make all of a sudden Ksubas bin Indichrin when, just like when there's a daughter between sons, they don't have a Ksuba for the daughter, then when there's a daughter between daughters, also they didn't. Policy, not that it doesn't make sense, but there was obviously a reason that they, the way the, the Takanas are instituted, they didn't do it. I'm sorry, if you're so worried about the grandfather, about the, that shver, the father-in-law giving, making sure that he wants to give items, so why the Ksubas Benedictine only allowed the grandsons of that marriage to get um, property that was unmovable, you know, karka, but not metaltali, not movable objects. If you want, the, if your whole point is that they, you want more money being fed into the marriage, so let them also get metaltalin. And for the ksuba shabar rabbanim, the rabbanim made it like a ksuba, and a ksuba is only collected from karka, not from uh, metaltalin. Says Rashi, metaltalin yasin lemi shabar lishtar. Ksuba shabar if that's true, so you should be able to collect from the, if it's like a ksuba, so then we we find that later on in Parak Afopi, there's a machlekes, is if you, if you could collect the benin dichrin, the ksubas benin dichrin, from lukuchas, from people that already bought the property, if it's meshubid, so what's the shaila? If, if you made it like a ksuba, you should be able to be to take me mishabdi, just like the isha could collect me mishabdi. And for the gemara yarsin tanan, because there is an aspect to it that's just the yerusha, and therefore since it's a yerusha, so it's not exactly the same. So is there since the yerusha in that aspect, you don't collect from mishubadim if it was already sold off. So you wouldn't, I guess that means that, let's say, the, yeah, in other words, the ksuba and the toysik ksuba, you wouldn't give to the benindichrin from, from Meshubadim. I'm not sure if, could he sell the property that his shver took in? Is that what it's talking about also? Could he just take it? Everyone's going to just do that. He'll just take the property and sell it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Could be he can't sell that. No. That's property that she brings in. That he wouldn't be able to sell. I'm guessing that it means just the the his property that was Meshubid to the Ksuba and the Taisis Ksuba. So even though that you collect and that would be split equal. No. So that would not go toward be Meshubid toward the Ksuba. And no, for the ksuba it is meshubid. In other words, if it would be the mother, she'd be able to collect from meshubadim when her husband dies. If he has no more property and no more money, she could take from property. But the ksuba spinindirchen that they can't collect from the property. Now there's another halacha that this whole din of ksuba spinindirchen only happens. When after everything is, after the ksubas ben is given, there's at least a dinner left in the husband's 
property to be able to yarch into the kids equally. We still need to have a Yerusha. The Ksubas Mendechim doesn't override the Torahs wanting the kids to yarshin something from their father equally. So that's Gemara's Kash now. Ve'ema afagav deleka meiser, dinner. Why do you make it that the Ksubas Mendechim is only if as, as long as there's a dinner left over at the end to split, you should say that they should yarshin even when there's not a meiser dinner, a leftover dinner. And for the Gemara, v'makim to come yakra, nafla they rise late to kinarabon. In a place where they're, where you're going to be oiker the nafla, the Yerusha Dairai said there's not going to be at least a dinner for everyone to split all the sons from all the marriages of this guy to split equally. He'd like to kin rabbanon, the rabbanon and the mat masakin, Okay, let's stop here because this the next ma'isa goes deep into nun gimel amirah. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.